We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of Let's Talk About a Podcast. So, I feel like I have a lot to say this episode. I got my gallon of water on my side with me, so <laughs> let's get it started. Liam Neeson. All right, your man, Liam Neeson, going nigger hunting. So, for those who don't know, basically, uh, Liam Neeson is on a... Well, now he's on an apology tour. Before he was on an apology tour, he was on a press run to promote this new movie that he's got out. I believe it's called Revenge or something like that. Uh, if you, it, The movie is basically a, uh, a, a spinoff of Taken. And just like all his movies are spinoffs of Taken. Um, and the crazy thing about the Taken series is if you've seen one, you've seen them all. So I'm pretty sure this movie is the exact same thing as the Taken movie. So with that being said, I'm not going to see the movie um, simply because I you've seen one. It, it seems like now if you've seen one Liam Neeson movie, you've seen all Liam Neeson movies. Uh, but while he was on this press run, he talked to a journalist and uh basically detailed a time where he felt hell-bent on revenge um this time occurred when a close friend of his was raped by a black man Liam Neeson in his own words went hunting for a black bastard for a week until he calmed down and by the end of that week he discovered that revenge was not worth it it is not a dish best served cold it's a dish best served not at all uh you know those aren't his words that's just me trying to be poetic and shit but um yeah he he that that was his discovery i guess he was walking power walking or just walking the streets with a roll of quarters in his fucking sock um because that's how them damn crazy Scottish or Irish guys, Irish, he's from Northern Ireland, get down when they fight. You know what I'm saying? They get mad and drunk and shit, and they're over. They 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 they're consumed by rage, um, and all that's fine and dandy. Let me not joke about uh, the wonders of nature. Uh, people sleep on the wonders of nature. I walk. I try to walk. Every, this is real shit. When I'm out in public, of course. Well, I mean, obviously in my house, I got to walk everywhere. But when I'm out in public, I try to walk everywhere. This is real shit. I try to drive less, a lot, I'm a lot less now, let's be real. Um, but take public transportation less, you know, take Ubers and shit like that less. Now, if it's the weather's unbearable and I got to go somewhere. I'm hopping in the whip. Sorry, sorry, walking, but I try to walk everywhere. Um, 
not only because of the health benefits, but because we need more exposure to nature and the sun and the energy. And I'm just a weirdo like that, where I think all of that shit matters to human beings. So I try to do my part and nature really does have a calming effect on people, believe it or not. And I'm telling you this, I'm the most skeptical motherfucker I know when I, when, when people say shit about me, but I'm so skeptical because I'm the type that I want to find out for myself. So I found out for myself that nature has this and just walking in general, especially walking outside, not just simply being outside because I can be outside and sit around and I'm still consumed with the angry thoughts that I have in my mind. So, but walking around, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that type of shit, um, that, that is what, that, that shit works basically. It works. Um, to me, let me just say that, but I would urge you all, you listeners to give it a try still. Um, but he takes his walk, he calms down. He, he, he finds out that revenge isn't worth it. Beautiful, beautiful, Liam, beautiful message, bruh, beautiful. But I'm still screaming, fuck Liam Neeson, because it seemed as though he didn't understand why it was wrong for his mindset to go. Let me go black bastard hunting or nigger hunting um, for a week because of the actions of this one man. Now, I've detailed I have had uh, loved ones in the past uh, be raped and I was angered when I found out about the situations. And this loved one was an ex-girlfriend of mine, someone that I really, really, really cared for. Um, Someone still to this day that I still feel like, I I don't feel as strongly as I did back then, but it's to the point now where I do wish her well. There are times where I do think about her and I'm hoping she's doing all right because she's been through a lot in her life. You know what I'm saying? So... I ain't trying to put nobody's business out there, but while we were together, she was raped. I wanted to hurt the motherfucker that raped her. Now, it took everything out of me not to do it because she kept begging me not to do it. She then start started to worry about me, and it was like I felt in a way bad because it's like this is someone who's who's been raped and she's not even thinking about herself. She's thinking about how I'm feeling. How I'm going to react. She's worried about me. I'm not the one who's been raped. So. um, But I understand the feeling. Of being so consumed by rage. That you just want to hurt somebody. But that's the thing. That's the difference. I didn't want to hurt every black man out there. Who raped my ex-girlfriend. I wanted to hurt that black man who did it. He was, he, 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 she knew who he was because he was a dude who frequented, uh, no, he worked at, uh, CVS that she went, uh, to, uh, that she, she, she shopped at. It was at a CVS, right? CVS is a drugstore for those who don't know what CVS is, right? It's a drugstore that has more than fucking drugs in it. Uh, so yeah, but she, 
went to that CVS and dude was always, you know, trying to flirt her with her, trying to, you know, get with her, basically trying to fuck her, basically. And she wasn't with it. Okay. And then one night he, I guess he thought it was okay for him to take what he's been wanting from her. And I wasn't with it, obviously. So I wanted to go up to that CVS and hurt him. I didn't want to go up to the CVS and beat up every black bastard that worked there. I didn't want to go up to that CVS and just hurt every male employee up there. I didn't want to hurt anybody in that CVS shoppers, uh, employees. I didn't want to blow up the entire store, the entire chain of CVS. Nah, I just wanted to hurt that guy. Now, I did not hurt that guy, unfortunately for me. I'm saying unfortunately for me, maybe maybe some of y'all are so, well, that's fortunate. You'd probably be in jail right now if you did hurt the guy. You're right. Probably be in prison right now because he'd be dead. But um, anyways, I didn't hurt the guy. I didn't get the chance to put my hands on him. All that other shit. He's still living. I'm guessing he's still living. If he didn't go on and rape someone else and they didn't end up killing him. If they did, um, if you're on the Anchor app, hit the applause for the guy, for whoever, not even a guy. If it was a woman who possibly killed that guy. <laughs> That's a wild applause announcement. <laughs> uh, but you're dealing with a wild guy. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Anyways, the point of the matter is... Um, I didn't want to hurt everybody black because um, of that one guy's actions. Now, I know people are going to say, well, you're a black man yourself. So if you want to hurt every black man because of this one black guy's actions, then ultimately you will have to hurt yourself. And ultimately, that means that you would think that all black men are rapists. And ultimately, that would mean that you yourself, you would be calling yourself a rapist. And all of that is 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 you know is you'd be right in thinking that way but there are some coons and sambos and uncle ruckuses out here i've seen plenty of videos of black men and black women but black men on video saying niggers are just this niggers are just these are black people and i'm not talking about dark latin people who are dark-skinned latin people who will denounce their blackness or denounce that they have any black in their blood i'm talking about actual black from the south alabama shit like trump supporting make america great again motherfuckers who've said shit like nigger this nigger that all black people are this all black women are that all black men are this and they're not good things it wasn't like all black women are strong, innovative pioneers. It wasn't all black men are, you know, brave, hardworking gentlemen. It was all black men are rapists, drug dealers, and shit like that. All black women are ugly, dirty, apes, evil, motherfuckers, savages, and shit. It was some shit like that. So... With that being said, it wouldn't be too far-fetched for anybody who doesn't know me. Now, for those who do know me, of course it'd be far-fetched if you were to think that I am one of those motherfuckers. 
there are people who would know me, who know me, and be like, Ernest would never say that. Ernest would never think the way Liam Neeson thought during that situation of his ex-girlfriend being raped. Ernest would want revenge. He would go after that guy because he's crazy motherfucker. But then he will come back home, record a podcast, and at the end of the podcast say Black Lives Matter. So, with that being said, it's it wouldn't be far-fetched if you didn't know me for me to think that way. And I understand that. That isn't the case. But it wouldn't have been right in any way. If, if Liam Neeson was black, right, and he said that. That mindset still is wrong. And that's where my big issue is. It's not the fact that he wanted to go and find the person who raped his friend. And he wanted to beat the person um, with a roll of quarters. You know, it wasn't that. It wasn't the fact that he was angry at all. It was the simple fact of the matter is his mind initially went to black rapist. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. He didn't even ask for a real description of the motherfucker. He just heard the words black and obviously heard about the friend being raped and said, okay, this is true. This has to be true because that's all us black men do is rape, right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm raping your ear. I'm raping your tie. Even though you chose to press play. Even though you, if you are following this podcast, you chose to hit that follow button. I appreciate the follow. I appreciate the listen. But I am not raping your time. I am not raping your ear. You can press pause. You can press unfollow. You can never, ever listen to me or pay attention to me ever again. These are your choices, people. But... That is the main issue with this Liam Neeson shit. And what kills me is Terry Crews doesn't understand that. And I think there's a big difference between someone being ignorant and someone being downright stupid. I think Terry Crews, so let me rephrase that. I don't think Terry Crews doesn't understand that. I think he's choosing not to understand that. Now I'm going to get on Terry Crews' ass real quick. Terry Crews is a man who is on this. All these celebrities are doing a run. Liam is on a let me explain myself. I apologize. I'm not racist run. Terry Crews has been on ever since his sexual assault situation has been on a I'm a man who's been sexually assaulted run. Okay, we all got our runs, people. We all got our runs. But. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sounded like a fucking commercial for Pepto-Bismol. We all got our runs. But anyways, no, we all got our runs, though. We all got our runs. So it is what it is. But, like, he's... While in the midst, midst of his... I've, I'm a man and I've been sexually assaulted. Yes, it happens to us too. Me too. Men too. Run. He stopped. He took a pit stop. To Stupidville. He took a pit stop to Stupidville. And. As he was on his tour bus. His men to tour bus. 
they took this pit. He was scrolling through the timeline and saw the backlash Liam Neeson was getting because of his wild racist thoughts about black men, basically. Terry Crews being a black man himself did not once think, hmm, I wonder if Liam Neeson's think this way about me as a black man. I wonder if Liam Neeson, if I ran into Liam Neeson that week that he was so angry and he was nigger hunting, would he have beat me with a roll of quarters? Would he have tried to beat my face in till it looked like Emmett Till with a sock full of quarters, dimes and nickels? No pennies because that because those pennies were the same color as the people that he wanted to beat up. And the penny had Lincoln's face on it. And I'm pretty sure he blames Lincoln for black men raping, right? If Lincoln did not free them niggers, they wouldn't be able to rape. They'd be the ones getting raped. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so he had a sock full of of quarters, dimes, and nickels, nickels, um, but not in, in, not in, 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 in one moment did Terry Crews, a black man, think, before we bust the right to Stupidville, and take this pit stop, because I need to get this Pepto-Bismol, because I got the runs, um, Liam Neeson, Thinks that I'm a rapist because I'm a black male. Liam Neeson thinks it is okay to destroy black men, to harm all black men because of the one uh, ugly action of one black man. Let me not defend this piece of trash, Liam Neeson. In fact, if Liam Neeson were to ever walk up to me, I'm going to assume that he's going to want to fight. So let me be on guard when I am approached by Liam Neeson or if I'm approaching Liam Neeson just walking the street because that nigga might have a roll of quarters and he's going to try to beat me with. Let me get the upper hand, knock him out, take them quarters, take it to Cornstar, cash it in real quick, go to the store, get Pepto-Bismol, get these runs out my system. Let me continue on my men to I was sexually assaulted run. All right? Let me not let he he chooses to defend the man and says it was just a fork in the road. A fork in the road to Stupidville? Was it Terry? Now I'm gonna go in on Terry Cruz because um this is a man that before he made these statements, I respected and I really do want him to continue on this sexual assault let's take sexual assault seriously movement not only just for women but when it happens to men let's take it seriously i respect that but i cannot respect the way terry is moving out here terry cruz before the sexual assault situations happened um he was getting flack from women particular women online because he is married to a non-black woman 
he was getting flack for that. He and a bunch of other black celebs were getting thrown into this hat of black men who are trash and they are coons because they happen to fall in love with a woman who isn't black. I think he spoke up about it and tried to just, well, I didn't think he, he, he tried to say the whole, I'm in love with this woman thing. And she was always with me and she loves me. And why does it, why does her skin color matter? Why should that matter? And he was right on that. These aren't the comments that I'm saying Terry Crews fucked up at. He is absolutely 100% right on. I'm all about black love. I talk about this shit not all the time, but I talk about it whenever I do. And I'm all about black couples being with one another. Black people being with one another. But in no way, shape, or form are you ever going to hear me tell people to people, black or non-black, you're never going to hear me tell people Do not be with the one person that loves you. Because, and I say, and I'm talking about monogamy because I'm all about monogamous relationships. I can't give you advice on other types of relationships because I I don't, that's not how I fly. I'm all about monogamous relationships. So all I can talk about is two people, male or male, female or female, who the fuck ever, right? Two people, whatever you identify as. As, as long as you identify as a person, I'm talking to you. You will never ever hear me say, do not be with another person because that, that other person is not the same skin color as you or the same religion as you or the same height as you or the same weight as you or has the same birthday as you or has the same... Uh, Zodiac sign as you or has the same uh, origin, meaning where you're from, didn't live in the same neighborhood, the same city, the same state, heck, even the same fucking country. And if there are if there is other life forms on other planets and you just happen to be in love with somebody or something, whatever they're called on another planet. You will not hear me tell you, well, you can't be in love with them because they're not the same as you. If that life form on that other planet or in this planet is loving you the way that you want to be loved, keep that person in your life. It don't fucking matter what they are. Nationality wise, religion wise, it don't fucking matter what state they they reside in, they were born in. You keep that person and you hold on to that person for dear life, until life, until death. Because I'm not saying you will never ever find a person like that ever again in your life that's going to love you the way that you want to be loved. But it's really stupid to give away a love of somebody because you're afraid of what bitter motherfuckers is going to think or say about you all's relationship. So I was and I am 100% for Terry Crews when he was preaching that 
Those aren't the comments that I have an issue with. The comments that I have an issue with is him defending Liam Neeson. See, what Terry Crews is doing is he will freely combat black men and their toxic behavior, such as when D.L. Hughley and a, a number of black his black peers, uh, Terry Crews' black peers, were joking or saying shit like, you should have fought that guy back. You should have... You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, if you didn't want the sexual assault to happen, you should have just beat his ass then and there, right? And again, Terry has a point when he makes the, the uh, when, when, when he uh, combats those people's point of views. So I'm not even going to uh, get on those comments. But it seems as though he has zero problems seeing the to- toxicity of black men but not in white men. He don't want to call it out and he don't want to see it. Now people are going to say, well, him and Liam may be friends. Here's the thing about industry friends. People people do a show or movie or something together one time and say that they're friends. That don't make you no motherfucking friend. There's been a bunch of people I've done business with one time and I've seen them around. I never said, that's my friend. It was, oh, here's that guy that I did this one business thing with one time. Here's that uh, woman that I did that one business thing with one time. That don't make us friends. I don't know how y'all move out here. I don't know how y'all move, the listeners. But that don't make us friends. At the at the slightest, it kind of make, 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 made us co-workers. Because we worked on something together. In the past, though, it doesn't make us currently co-workers. We're still strangers. We just happen to have a run-in one time where we were working together. Now, I'm not saying we can't become friends. We Nothing more of that working relationship we had in the past can never become. I'm not saying that at all. But if you do something wrong, let's just say if we worked together on something in the past before or in the future and you end up doing something wrong or saying something wrong, that does not mean that I'm going to defend you. Heck, even the quote friends that I do got, they'll tell you themselves. I'm not the type of friend that's going to enable your bullshit. Whether you say something or do something that I think is fucking ridiculous. I'm going to speak up about it. And the reason why I don't have many friends or I've lost many friends is because I was the friend to speak up about it. And I wasn't enabling the BS and they couldn't handle that. So they decided they didn't want to fuck with me no more because of that. It is what it is. But we're on to this Liam shit. I don't know uh, if Liam and Terry are friends, but no one asked for uh, this milk dud head ass's uh, opinion on shit. He should have kept his tour bus going on his run instead of taking a pit stop to Stupidville. He should have just kept it running to wherever the fuck he was going next because Stupidville most likely wasn't the destination. That's destination on the map. Um, 
but he still stopped there anyway because that's where everybody stopped. Nobody plans to go to Stupidville. It happens because you're you made a stupid decision. Stupidville is not a planned destination on anybody's map. It never is. But people still stop there because they're stupid. Anyways, um, I don't know the relationship between um, Liam and Terry Crews. I don't care about their relationship between Liam and Terry Crews. The simple fact of the matter is, Terry Crews, you could have easily been the black man that got beat with a roll of quarters by Liam Neeson because of the mindset that he had. And not for one second did you think that could have that that resonated with you. Those comments resonated with you. Why? Because what you're trying to do is trying to make sure that you still have a place in Hollywood. See, what you did was you called out a white Hollywood director, exec, somebody in Hollywood. Now that motherfucker is going to get taken down. You're a black man. You think that's going to sit well with the other people that was associated with him? No, it wasn't. But what you're also doing is attacking your own people to appease the white folks in Hollywood. Call me crazy. Call me a conspiracy theorist. Call me all the shit you want to call me. I told you I got a lot to say. And I got plenty of hours to record this episode. Before I got to get ready for this fucking job that I hate. But. That's. It's obvious at this point. It's obvious that he is. He being Terry Crews is not only placating to Hollywood by attacking black men, but being very silent when white men are on their bullshit. And I'm not saying Terry Crews should be silent when DL Hoogley and other black men are on their bullshit and saying dumb shit. Call out anybody for their stupid comments, but let it be fair. Let it be, keep that same energy for everybody. Not just with black men because you want to attack black men. But he's, do, he's not only trying to appease the white folks. He's, appe- he's trying to appease to the very group of people who attacked him simply for loving a non-black woman. Those are the same women who just hate black men in general. These are the same hypocritical women who turn around and say black men are this, black men are trash, black men who marry or date outside of their race are coons, they're sellout, they don't deserve a black woman. And I hate the fact that you have certain black women who think this way because it's definitely not all black women who think or feel the way that these toxic black women do. But these toxic black women is who Terry Crews is trying to appease to as well. These are the same women that was giving him flack because he's not married to a black woman. But they see him attacking black men, so now they like Terry Crews again. 
until he shows up out of nowhere with his white wife and then it's oh there goes that nigga showing off his his uh his, his white girl again there goes that trash black man it's sad it's sad when you got motherfuckers trying to appease to people who are toxic people who do not give a fuck about them because they care more about their money flow and I understand it's about Terry is he's an actor that's what he wants to do and it's a passion of his he wants to be in as many movies as many acting gigs as he he can get but I'm gonna pose this question to Terry Crews but it's not just for Terry to answer. In fact, he's not going to answer me. I'm not Wale. He's not going to go back and forth with me unless I got a verified check, right? And I don't got a verified check for complaining online. So, yeah. Anyways. My question is. Is the degradation of black men worth your career that's one that's part one of the question part two is the hate from these toxic black women I'm gonna make it clear toxic black women I won't say black women because then I will be me putting them all in the hole Is the hate from these toxic black women worth your time and energy? I would love for Terry Crews to answer both both questions. It's him degrading black men and and talking shit simply just to black men, but not to white men. Is that worth his career? And is trying to appease toxic black women the best he can by going at these black men is that worth his time and energy simply because he fell in love with a woman who happens not to be black but a woman who loved him the way that he wants to be loved Love is really that simple. People make it complicated, but it's really... Because it can be complicated. But it's really that simple. This person loves you the way that you want to be loved? Really? And you I, you, you love them too? Wow. And you're treating them the way that they want to be treated? You're loving them the way that want they want to be loved? How about you two just be together? Forever. And ever, and ever, and ever, and ever, and ever. Why does it matter if that person has the same skin color as you? Why does it matter if that person is from the state, same state as you? Why does it matter if that person is from the same country as you? You two obviously connected because you wanted to connect. Falling in love with somebody isn't just something that can happen while taking a walk 
a week-long walk and mother nature doesn't just whisper in your ear hey you see that person over there love them now you could find the love of your life simply by walking (laughs) maybe that's a possibility but something was there there was a connection there between you two that made you and that person say, okay, I'm from this distance of walking. This person is down here. Let's closing this walking distance gap by walking to one another and let's create some connection. And then when we create that connection, let's build on that connection. Let's continue to build on the con- that connection. Oh shit. This connection has now turned into love. Oh, shit. We are both in love with each other. Oh, shit. Let's be together. Oh, shit. Let's continue to connect and grow with one another. It's like that. And that's the way it is, huh? But no, it really is really like that. This isn't the love advice podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't... I'm just saying, like... For anybody out there... And this is going on a tangent. But for anybody out there, really... If you really need to listen to this shit... Do not let toxic motherfuckers... Tell you who you can or can't love. I'm talking to gay people... Straight people... Bi people... Lesbians... Anybody who identifies as heterosexual or not... Or whatever sexual identity you... If you don't have one. Do not let anybody tell you who you can and can't be with. Simply because they may not be the same skin color. Yes, I am a big fan of black love. Big fan. Love seeing black couples. Black couples. I love seeing two black men, two black women. One black man, one black woman. I love seeing black couples I feel like I, I, I stalk Instagram pages on, on a dedicated to black love all the fucking time guilty as fuck go through my lights you're gonna see a bunch of uh, probably not a bunch but you're gonna see black couples being liked I love that shit but in no way shape or form am I going to uh, any other page or just anybody in general and saying, Hey, Terry Cruz, you see this black love page? This is what your love should look like. Hey, Serena Williams, you see this black love page? This is what your love should look like. Hey, Megan Merkel. Like, no, I'm not. I'm saying, cool. You all are in love. He loves you the way that you, that you want to be loved. She loves you the way that, uh, you want to be loved. You love him the way that, uh, he wants to be loved. You love her the way she wants to be loved. How about y'all motherfucking stay together forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That's, that's what it is. So Terry, I, I pose those questions to Terry. Um, yeah, like I said, is the is degrading black men? Is that how you want your 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 uh uh career to be saved now? 
because you was blackballed for doing what you did and why people were mad at you. Now you're on this, let me just attack black men so white men could say, look at that nigger doing his job for us. Okay, let's give him a job. And you got the toxic uh, black woman behind you because of that. Is that really how you want to spend the rest of your life? Both as an entertainer and as an individual who is married to a non-black woman. Is that how you want to spend your life, Terry Crews? And I pose that question to Terry Crews and I'm posing that question to everybody else out there. Do you want to spend your life degrading a bunch of people because of this dream that you have? You're living the dream of an actor, a rapper, or whatever the fuck you do. Is it worth it degrading a bunch of people? Especially your own people. Because, Terry Crews, you are a black man. I don't know how you feel about your blackness. I don't know if you are proud of it. You might be just like the number of Uncle Ruckuses I've seen on video talk about how they... They don't know why God cursed them with black skin. That's an actual quote I've seen someone say. A black man say that they don't know why God cursed them with black skin. You may feel the same way as those dudes. I don't know how you feel about your blackness, but it doesn't look good when you're defending a man who's who was basically nigger hunting for a week. And it doesn't look and this isn't just to Terry Crews, this is to any black man. If you didn't feel some type of way that this man thought it was okay to go black bastard hunting for a week because of the actions of one man. If you're a black man and you didn't feel any type of way, if you're black in general, you didn't feel any type of way, but specifically because he was only looking for black men. He wasn't saying, I'm going nigger bitch hunting. He wasn't looking for black women to attack. He was looking for black men. It was a black man who raped his friend. He was looking for us to attack for a week until he calmed down because of wonders of nature. But if you don't, if you don't feel some type of way about that, I question how you feel about your blackness. And Terry Crews made it clear that those comments, yeah, I think he said he didn't agree with it, but it seemed as though. I don't know, man. I'm questioning how you feel about your blackness. And at the same time, that doesn't surprise me because a lot of... uh, uh, Well, not a lot. There are some black men who actually date and marry white women because they don't like their own blackness. So maybe those toxic... Well, they're still toxic because now they're defending you because all you do is trash black men but ignore white toxic uh, shit but trash toxic black toxic men. Which, again, I don't have a problem with you calling out D.L. Hughley and all the other motherfuckers out there on a dumb shit, but be consistent with it. Do not ignore it when white dudes are doing shit. Because you don't want to piss off any more white men. Because you still want to get in movies. That's just that. Michelle Rodriguez had comments on the shit. 
she said Liam Neeson can't be racist because in the movie, the revenge movie, I guess, uh, Viola Davis, love her, um, but that's his wife in the movie, and they have a kissing scene, as do most husband and wives do in movies. If not most, all the movies I've seen when there was a married couple, a husband and wife, they kissed at some point in the movie. Um, Michelle, shit your pretty ass down and shut the fuck up forever. I said forever. After I just shit your pretty ass down and shut your yo yo your stupid ass up forever or for for feathers. Okay, just sit down on some feathers and and, and shut up. She's always interjecting herself in stupid shit she should not be interjecting herself in. Right? Now, when she made the comments about black people should just create their own superheroes instead of, you know, interjecting and, you know, let's create a black Superman or black Batman. Or I understood what she was saying. But once again, Michelle, you don't identify as black, so shut your black wannabe ass up. <laughs> well, your non-black ass up. If you don't identify as black, which I highly doubt she does, um, do not talk about the state of black people and what we should do. Leave that to black people and for Latin folks who identify as blacks. Afro-Latinos and Afro-Latinas. I don't think you're one of them. But if you are one of them, by all means, just because you do consider yourself an Afro-Latina, if that is the case, that does not mean that I'm not going to call your ass out when you say some stupid shit. As if slave masters did not fuck their slaves. Or rape them slaves to, to, to be, you know accurate but they fucked them too the slaves went along with it because they thought these were the house niggers the ones who thought that they were better than the field niggers because they were in the house they were getting fucked it's this whole I could go on and on and on and this segment alone it's almost an hour long and I got two more segments to talk about. I could go on and on and on about this mentality that a lot of stupid motherfuckers, especially toxic black women, have when it comes to white men and black women, but not but don't keep that same energy about black men and white women. I can go on and on and on about why they can't, why they feel the way that they feel and why is that the case. But again, I'm not trying to extend this damn segment alone to an hour all I'm saying is Michelle shut your ass up that was the dumbest comment I've probably heard all week was well Liam Liam Reese's <laughs> Liam Neeson can't be racist because he kissed a black woman first of all you don't even know how how not only stupid that is but kind of how fucked up that comment is it's kind of like saying, well, who would want to kiss a black woman? If Liam Neeson is brave enough to publicly kiss a black woman, then that guy should be 
uh, celebrated for it and not torn down for his comments or his way of thinking about black men. That's kind of weird to say. That's a weird statement to say. It's not kind of weird. It is a weird statement. It's a weird way of thinking. Michelle, you may not want to kiss a black woman or any woman. I don't know how you get down. You I never see her with a man because every time I see her, she's either saying some stupid shit or she's taking a picture, right? Maybe if she was getting some dick in her life, she'd shut the fuck up. Maybe if some dick was in her mouth, she'd shut the fuck up. Let me not be so graphic and, and again, if I keep, <laughs> if I keep this segment going on, I'm going to say some more wild shit that's going to upset folks. So, uh, I'm going to hit an ad. I'm going to hit y'all with an ad over here. And then we're going to get on to the next segment. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Alright, so back. Here to talk about this 21 Savage ice situation. Uh... For those who don't know, Simply 21 Savage is currently in ICE custody. He's in those fucked up slavery camps that they keep uh, detainees who are uh, immigrants, okay? Or undocumented citizens is, you know, either or, you know. Undocumented citizens just sound stupid. I'm going to keep it a buck. That sounds stupid as fuck. Um, and I'm not about documentation shit. (laughs) I'm all about documenting shit, but I'm not about documenting shit when it comes to just trying to enslave motherfuckers. So you have documents on them. So I'm just going to keep calling them immigrants, not using that as a derogatory term. I've never used it in any way to, uh, degrade people because these are human fucking beings. Okay. Now, um, how I'm going to start this. I'm going to probably try to start this as light as possible, even though this is a serious topic as well. I'm only doing so because last topic was nearly an hour of me talking about a serious topic. But by all means, I do have some serious shit to say about this. Uh, Like, obviously, I do not like the fact that 21 Savage is in ICE custody. I don't also like the fact that there are thousands, if not millions of other people who aren't 21 Savage in ICE custody in these fucking camps. Now, 21 did a great fucking job at hiding who the fuck he really is. Uh, and that's what really amazed me the most out of this situation was the fact that this man, this, this, this man spent all his rap career, basically, 
Uh, and I'm not saying his career is over, but he spent all his rap career in the United States having us really think he was just some black American dude from Atlanta, Georgia. When in fact, he technically is that, but it's not who he he wasn't born in it. He's not a black a black man in America who was born in America and is from Atlanta, Georgia. That's not the case. Uh, he moved to Atlanta when he was seven years old, or his family moved. Uh, they all came to United to the United States when twenty one was not twenty one, but seven. Um, so. Um, that's that again I just find that whole the the whole uh how rappers can hide who they are I I've always found that to be intriguing that's not going to be my main focus in this situation because my main focus is obviously going to be getting ice the fuck up out of here and getting these camps the fuck up out of here and getting these people who are locked up in these camps and the right situations that they need to be in. Simple as that. Um, I think the problem with this situation is it seems as though people only seem to want to care because it's 21 Savage. Now, I know people are going probably going to bring up, well, because you're not a fan of 21 Savage. That's why you don't care or you're joking about this situation. Nah. That's not a fair assessment because, again, I can bring up that you probably only care because it is 21 Savage. Because this man makes music that you like to listen to and he won't be able to make that music if you if he is locked up in this uh, in these camps. Right. I saw a report today that read that he's in one of the worst camps uh, and again, this is not in no way, shape, or form me saying, so what, nigga? So everybody else is in that camp and is is a part of these camps. But to compare these camps, and I know that, you know, not everyone who brought up that point is doing this. But to compare these camps as if they're, they're fucking schools where it's like, oh, this is the worst school. This is the best school. This is that. This, They're all fucking... They're all fucking trash, and and all those um, slavery—I'm calling them slave camps. All those slavery camps should all be, uh, um, you know, destroyed. They nothing. This is just uh, another way of slavery, getting away with slavery, other than the current prison industrial uh, complex that's going on right now. That's been going on, really, but that's going on right now. I do feel for 21 Savage. I do want him and his family to uh, be safe. I do not want them in this current situation. But I, as a human being, have always had a problem with this ice situation. Granted, people, a lot of people probably didn't know too much about it. Um, until something happened to 21 Savage. That is the case with every famous situation. Whenever a famous person is a victim of something, that's when people, for some reason, get exposed to, wow, whatever they were a victim of, that is a problem. That's 
currently how a lot of people are here, especially in the United States. It sucks, but that's how things are. So I'm not mad at people being exposed to ICE now and wanting the abolishment of ICE. My thing is 21 isn't the only motherfucker up in uh, ICE custody. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to say this point here and I know a lot of people are probably going to feel some way about it. I don't care. I make an entire podcast (laughs) about me saying things that I have a feeling that I know or have a feeling that certain people aren't going to like. But 21 Savage has to be. I'm willing to bet all my riches that 21 Savage is the richest person who to have ever been captured by ICE and, and, and in ICE custody. I'm not saying the richest person to ever go to prison. We all know that's these billionaires that go to these yacht clubs and shit like that. I'm, no, I'm not saying that. But in ICE custody, he's the richest person to ever been in ICE custody. Okay? Now, why does that matter? Well... Once again, a lot of these families, a lot of these people, a lot of these kids that were separated from their parents and all that other shit came from countries that they were poor and that, they, they, you know, let, and I'm not talking America's poor. I'm talking a, a lot worse than America's version of poor. You know, America's version of poor is bad. But they came from countries, places that are a lot worse than the poverty rates is a lot worse than the poverty rates are here in America. They only came here because they wanted a better than their 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 living situations, you know, land of the free and the opportunities, all that other shit. Right. That's why they came here. I don't give a fuck if you... Well, they should have done it legally. Uh, I should slap you in your face right now, okay? Shut up. I don't want to get into this, to, to the schematics of all that bullshit, right? I don't. All I'm saying is they came here for a better opportunity. And the same goes for 21 Savage's family. And obviously, 21 Savage doing what he did um, with his rap career. That's... That's what he was planning on doing, right? Now I I hear that Jay Z um, has lawyers getting on the case for Twenty One Savage. That's great. That's beautiful. I just wish that a lot more celebrities would have the same energy for people who aren't celebs. There's a whole bunch of other people. Who would need that help that 21 Savage has. And which why I brought up the riches. Because this man is a millionaire. He could afford afford all those lawyers and shit like that. He has a team that can help him with the legal help or anything. Before before Jay-Z even stepped in. Or offered to step in. 21's team was on it. These people don't have teams. I'm willing to, to I'm willing to bet that 99% before 21 was even a a a victim of ICE's bullshit, 100% of ICE detainees didn't have a team but they don't have a team behind them. 
And if they do, it's a crowdfunding team. A team full of people who are generous enough to say, we're raising this money for these ice, for this specific ice, uh, this person who is in a detention center, uh, or these group of people. Until 21 came, but 99% of them, that's still a lot. Those people would love to help. In situations like this, and, and with the, you know, I, I, I am going to talk about it, what the fuck I would do if I had money and shit like that. And I do things, the way, and I do what I do because, you know, obviously because I like doing it. But I, I want to get these yawns out the way, but I really do want to help people out. And I really do want to be able to uh, help people that I, I feel as though... Uh, deserves to help out. And I'm not saying 21 Savage don't deserve to help. Once again, I do not want him to be in a situation that he's in, especially when he's on the path of righteousness. And this is how they get niggas. Every time black, especially black men who are of the entertainment business, go watch the Sam Cooke documentary on Netflix. Go watch that shit. Watched it last night. Beautiful documentary. Learned a lot about it. And you're going to learn a lot too. You're going to be exposed to a lot. A lot of information you probably did not know. But go watch the Sam Cooke documentary. But he's not the only... Sam Cooke isn't the only one. 21 Savage, he's not murdered like Sam was. But um, every time a prominent black figure... Because this happened to black women too. Sandra Bland being one of them. I know I did a YouTube video back then and I was talking about that could have possibly just been the suicide could have possibly been real. Nah, I'm on I'm on Sandra's side. I don't think she was I don't think it was a suicide. I think she was targeted. And it just so happens that getting sideswiped for a bit, but it just so happens that another prisoner supposedly killed themselves in the same cell. That Sandra Bland supposedly killed herself in. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, nah, that's not happening, G. It ain't happening. That's my saying, by the way. You're 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 welcome to take it, but you gotta give me credit. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, it ain't happening, G. Nah, I don't believe that for a fact. I don't believe in coincidences. I've said that uh, a few times on this podcast that there's been little, very few times in my life where I was like, okay, it was a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. There's reasons for everything. There's no way in hell do am I going to believe that another person off themselves in the same cell as Sandra Bland did that's probably where they want to that's probably the cell they send people they're going to kill and try to brush off as murder murder not probably it is but back on to the 21 savage shit it's not a coincidence that this man was not only at the height of his career but he was on to do good things for his community 
he was talking about uh, stopping gentrification from happening by blind, buying up property. He was uh, uh, encouraging the black youth on how to invest. He was encouraging uh, black people how to invest in, in, in real estate and stuff like that. Owning, a bro- owning neighborhoods and shit like that. Buying the block up. Him, T.I., and I think other people had plans, and uh, other black uh, people in uh, Atlanta had plans to buy certain businesses and neighborhoods, uh, like, just buy property in those neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Recreating Black Wall Street. And I think as soon as 21 got close to it, he was on to something big. Oh, let's get ice on it, motherfucker. Because they always going to try to find some. And I'm saying that for me as a black person too. You could be as big as 21 Savage. You could be on the level of Sandra Bland was. Or you could be as small as me. They'll try something. When they see that you're close to stumbling on something. that will, Especially if you're black. If you're close to stumbling on to some truth or to something that is going to elevate your people, they will try something. So, no, I may not be a fan of 21 Savage's music, but I am definitely rooting for the brother. I'm also rooting for the thousands, if not millions, of others in ICE detention centers. I mean, not ICE detention centers. ICE slavery camps. You know, I had to correct myself. I'm also rooting for them as well. And I hope that whoever, celeb or not, decides Hey, let me do something for 21. I hope it comes up in their mind that they should do something for these other uh, detainees or slaves. And again, this is why I wish I had a lot of money because this is the type of shit I would do with my money. But like I said, that's going to be on with that's going to be more on par with my thoughts on the fire festival uh, situation that went down uh, before I get into the final segment. That would be that segment. Um, I would like to say once again, prayers for 21 Savage's family, prayers for all the other detainees in uh, ICE custody I hope that ICE gets brought down. Anybody has any petitions or any way that I, a broke motherfucker like me, can help bring down ICE, let me know. Please let me know. Contact me. Wherever, do not, let me tell you right, straight up. I mean, if you're on an Anchor app and you send me a voice message, I will get to that. But if you're on Spotify or any other avenue where you're listening to this podcast, do not send me a message on that platform because I'm likely not going to get that notification and I'm likely not going to, I'm likely not going to get that notification because the only notifications I I typically pay attention to on the platforms are the ones 
about, you know, likes, uh, you know, if someone liked it or whatever, right? Hit me up on social media is your best bet is what I'm saying. Hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me up on, if you have my Facebook, hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up there. Your best bet will be Twitter though. Hit me up there if you have any information on how I can help combat uh, ICE. Hit me up. Please let me know. Because I really want to stop this epidemic from happening. Especially to people who just want a better life. And I also want to stop the bullshit... uh, and I know 21's people, they're on it. They're 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 on the uh uh path of okay, let's expose ISIS bullshit because 21 is doing good things and now he's being stopped. Nah, we we're gonna figure out why they're trying to stop 21. We know why. But I'm glad his people is on that. Hit y'all with one more ad. Yep, one more ad. Maybe you'll hear ad at before. If not, then forget I said mention anything about an advertisement and on to the next segment. <clears throat> Alright, so we out. We out. We back. The last segment over here. Um just here to share my thoughts about the fire festival i finally got around to watching the documentary the one the one on netflix not the uh one on hulu unless hulu gives me a free trial for a month or however long their free trials are like netflix did then um i'll watch that but i'm not paying to watch it sorry that's just how i am i'm cheap as fuck anyways so my breakdown of the Fire Festival documentary will be the one I watched on Netflix. I can't obviously make uh, uh you know share my thoughts on the Hulu documentary because I did not watch that documentary. So Fire Fest, what I think about the fest, what I think about the doc, everything else. Uh before I watched it myself, um people that I paid pay attention to uh their thoughts on it was basically uh i'm not saying this is everyone shared the same thoughts but i heard a lot that a hey, fuck everybody who is involved except for the uh native uh people of the island in the bahamas who basically got screwed over and i can see why people thought that way or feel that way um i am I do feel like there are a lot of people who are involved in this situation that should also be um, punished like uh, Billy McFarlane is punished. But I also feel uh, like a lot of the people, especially a lot of the uh, actual uh, workers, no matter their job, uh, within the fire uh fest or you know trying to make it happen a lot of them got a, got the brunt of of criticism from folks and they were actually screwed out of not only payment but uh 
they were lied to as well, just like everybody else in this situation. So I don't think them not knowing, especially the ones who did not know, let me make that clear. The ones who did not know that this was just one big ass scam from, you know, uh, uh, created by Billy McFarlane and uh, Ja Rule. Yeah, he's in a scam too and he should be locked up. But for those who were unaware of it and they thought this was some type of legit plan that Billy and Ja were trying to uh, put out there, I don't think it's fair to say that they deserve to be locked up or they deserved the, the to be screwed over just like everybody else in that situation was screwed over. You know, the models that they had. And I'm just going to say this. For some skinny white women, those were some of the most gorgeous skinny white women I've ever seen in my god dang on life. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all like I always do. <laughs> those were some gorgeous ass women. Especially, I don't know any of them by name. I know Chanel Lamont. I know she's not white. But shout out to Chanel. Um, you know, I've always fucked with Chanel. Uh, I know the other one was her last cadet, Gail cadet or something like that. Uh, I, I, I may be getting her fucked up, but those are the only two I know by name, by name and by face. The rest of them, I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who fuck? Who is all of them? I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. Those were some of the most gorgeous skinny white women. And I'm not a big fan of skinny white women. I'm keeping not a fan of skinny women. Well, I won't say skinny women, period, because it's just skinny white women, really. But nah, I'm not really a big, big, big uh, preference wise. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, uh, if, you know, you had this. If you had a, a group of women in the room and there's all types of body shapes, right? I'm not even going to name a body shape. There's all types. I wouldn't really, appro- if like, if this is some, like, social gathering where people are going around and meeting one another and they're trying to form whatever connections, right? I would not necessarily approach the skinny white women first, is what I'm saying. I'm just keeping it real. But if the skinny right, white women were any of these models or resembled any of these models that were used within the fire festival um not kendall jenner but any of the actual model models um well kendall is a model but any of the models who do it professionally um and just solely that will make most of their money professionally based off modeling and not endorsement deals and getting pregnant by rappers and shit right um, for those who aren't doing what the Jenner uh, Kardashians do, um, those were some gorgeous ass women. So, shout! Uh, I think I, I forget the one. I don't. I, not that I forget. I don't even know her name. <laughs> She's the one with the curly blonde hair. This that one was gorgeous as fuck to me. I don't know. Maybe it was the curly hair. But for some skinny white women, Billy. Jaw and everybody else involved. Yeah, I got some of the finest skinny models I've ever seen in my life. Skinny white models, all right? But back on to my thoughts on it. Those women were used. The people that were in the documentary talking about what their job was. Uh, I don't remember everybody's name. I The one name that does come to mind uh, is Frank. 
I think that's what's his name, the pilot, the pilot who basically quit uh, the fire fest or was told, hey, we don't need your services. And he walked away uh, because he asked too many questions because he was one of the first. He, well, he wasn't one of the first. He was the first person to fu- to question the validity of uh, Billy McFarlane. And he was vocal about questioning Billy. And he wasn't afraid to ask, hey, what about X, Y, and Z, and this, that, and the third. He was also unafraid to admit that he had doubts and that he had concerns about the validity of Firefest. Okay? Uh, Because he did that, and again, I'm going to mention spoilers. If you haven't watched the doc... I'm late to the fucking party. The doc came out weeks ago or last month. If you haven't watched the doc, it's still on Netflix. But, spoiler And you didn't see it, you didn't see it. Oh, well. Um, but, yeah, he was asking too many questions and he was asked to let go. Well, he was let go. Basically, he was kicked off the team is what it is. He was kicked off the team because he wasn't blindly following Billy McFarlane or ja- and Ja Rule's plan. Because I'm going to keep mentioning Ja Rule in this situation. Because I know he's trying to skate away from it. He's trying to say it's shit like, you know, dog, it's funny how people watch a documentary and they think they know everything. Nah, nigga, you ain't skating away from this, aight? It's fraud. It ain't murder, but it's fraudulent, aight, Ja? fuck out of here but anyways um he he frank uh, you know shout out to frank whoever uh if i uh, hopefully i'm getting his name right i believe his name was frank but he was the first person to say something ain't right about this and i'm going to say something about it and obviously the uh the heads of the uh fire fest billy mcfarland and jar rule basically was basically like, nah, we got to get him out of here because he's asking too many questions and not questions like, how can you, how can I be a better servant to you, massa? Questions such as, how the fuck are you going to afford this? How the fuck are you going to make this happen? Holy shit, this isn't right. This doesn't add up. What, what's going on here? You know, and, 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 uh, you, the words of, one of my favorite animated characters, Stewie Griffin. What are you up to? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that—that's—that's that's, that. Those were the questions Frank was asking. I commend Frank for asking those questions. I commend him for being brave enough to question Billy and Jaw and just all other and tried to get other folks involved. I don't understand why. I don't. I maybe I missed it because I only saw the documentary once, right? But I don't understand why people didn't see what happened to uh, Frank and say, hmm, what, 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 what went down with that? See, I'm the type of person where, and I'm going through this at work right now, where it's like, I see or hear of people being treated a certain way. And I don't think to myself, as most employees do, well, that's them. I'm trying to keep this job. I'm not trying to upset Massa. And as long as I'm not getting fucked with, then that's what it is. I don't think that. I think that shit, what they're doing to this employee or what happened to this other employee could easily happen to me. They can do this fucked up shit to me too. 
not just to me, but to you and to anybody else out here. This is stuff I've tried to get uh, other people to see, whether they see it or not. At the end of the day, I'm not going to waste my breath and, and anything trying to convince people of doing so. But I just I'm just saying in relation to this fire festival situation, I just find it. <clears throat> I just want to know what the other employees at the time was thinking when they found out that Frank was let go in quotation marks and nobody questioned how come Frank was let go how come this that and the third I know I know they fed Frank you know the bogus answers of we don't need your uh uh we don't, we don't need your contribution anymore but we do greatly appreciate it you know that bogus bs right my last job gave me that bs before I was uh let go in in quotation marks yet again um but um well I was actually fed more I was actually fed more lies as in we we don't have enough to pay you or you know you're so valuable here and you th- but we just don't have enough to pay you yeah i whatever but um anyways not to get in too much in my personal life when i watch situations like this no matter what the avenue is i tend to take these things personal because pe- i people i still have a job you know i don't make as much money from these podcasts as I would love to definitely if I were to make a living wage I'm going to say a living wage off of these podcasts then of course I would do that and and say fuck working in general and quit you know not not even work any job really uh but you know brother gotta brother gotta live out here until I until I, I I come up on something else but I take these stuff seriously. I take this stuff to heart. I don't know if how you may have felt while watching the documentary, but um, I take all this shit to heart. Um, so that was that. Shout out to Frank for that. What else I got to say? Um, just to continue on the point of I don't think everybody should be to blame. I don't think that a number of the people who are in the documentary such as like the camera crew, the tech, uh, the woman who worked in, I believe she worked in the marketing, the, uh, I don't want to say, I don't, I'm going to say the Asian woman, right? I don't want to say Chinese or Vietnamese or Korean. I'm just going to say the Asian woman who I believe she was part of the marketing team. Um, she was also being used, um, you know, publicists and all these other people, they were being used. Um, and I know when you're working for these businesses, you're being used, your services are being used, but I'm saying being used to fool people while being fooled into thinking the fire festival was going to be a real thing. That's what I mean by being used. I don't mean by, I don't mean being used in in the sense of, well, he, he only hired them because he wanted somebody to, uh, uh, publicize the fire fest. Well, that's the point of a publicist, right? Uh, that the point of someone doing a marketing is to market it. The point of someone to uh, work on, uh, if he's using a camera crew or camera person, that is the point of their their usage is to document things via camera. I'm not talking about being used in that sense. That's them working at that point. That's not them being used. That is them working. All right. Um, but the people I do blame, I will blame. Um, 
Obviously, Ja. Obviously, Billy. The weirdo dude. And I'm freaking. I'm. I, I'm kind of upset. I didn't take down names. I should have took down. I've only took down mental notes because. I was laying down while watching the documentary. I didn't feel like getting up and I didn't feel like right, right? I just wanted to lay down and chill and watch the documentaries. That's what I did. But I took mental notes, but no names really that were unfamiliar names were part of those mental notes. Um, I just remember the sleazeball dude that Billy also... Billy's a sleazeball as well, but the other sleazeball that Billy uh, got in contact with who was just this weird, uh, he was just a weirdo, uh, it's the best I could describe him as, he, he was the weirdo, uh, that, I forget the black dude's name, the black dude with the locks, uh, well, it was the other weirdo too, the other weirdo that, uh, helped Billy, uh, basically, was, the, the, the other weirdo that was emailing people, uh, the scam links to like concert tickets and all this other shit and if people clicked on it they they gave their information and then billy was basically stealing (laughs) and i'm not laughing at people i'm not laughing at the situation i'm laughing at how this man was was literally just got out of uh jail posted bail uh it was i think it was 300 dollar bail $300,000 $300,000 bail. He only had to pay 10% of that. People, you, if you don't know, if you get arrested for the first time, um, I believe for anyone who's arrested for the first time, you just pay that 10%. You don't really got to pay. When people set bail prices and stuff like that, yeah, it sounds a lot. Uh, and I'm not saying it isn't a lot because 30000 is still a lot. 30000 being 10% of 300000 So he only had to pay 30000 of that. Right, you only pay ten percent of the bail. They just—I don't know why they make it so. Maybe you <clears throat> eventually have to pay the rest off. Maybe I don't know. I don't know why they make it seem as extreme. You might as well just tell somebody pay this one set, uh, you know, amount. But I think it's part of the system too. I think it's part of the intimidation factor of the system. If you name this grand amount and not let the individual know, well, you only have to pay 10% of this grand amount. The person might say to themselves, well, I don't have it. And if they admit they don't have it, then the system could easily say, well, guess what? You don't have it. You're going to stay here for 30 fucking days. Okay. Simple as that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know too much about it, but I don't put the system I don't put anything behind the system to say that they're not scheming folks. They've been scheming folks way before I was born, way before you were born. um, And they're going to continue to scheme folks until we infiltrate the system and change it and make it into a system that is actually just. It's neither here nor there for this conversation of, well, for this segment. Well, it is here. It is on par, but I don't want to give too much of my thoughts away on it in this in this segment because I'm here to talk about Firefest. So, like I said, Ja, Billy, the Billy's weirdo friends that were on uh, that weren't being used, uh, they deserve 
to be locked up like Billy is. And I think Billy is serving six months now. Six years. Six years. Not six months. Even though six years to me is still too light. I think he is serving six years um, in federal prison. And he is no longer allowed to uh, be, I think, uh, uh, he has... He had to agree to suspend his his <clears throat> right to be a CEO or something a uh, something in the the end of the notes uh, of the documentary that talked about what happened to a number of the people in the documentary. A lot of people got not a lot of people got paid. I still don't think it was as much as they should have deserved. I think one guy ended up getting about five million dollars to me uh, a lot of the people especially the people of the Bahamas were robbed of so much that they needed more than five million dollars uh I, the woman one of the 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 lead chef who, who had her team her team full of 10 cooks cook for uh and every single day she said literally almost 24 hours a day they were up all day all night cooking for the festival and it didn't happen and there were, there was no way that you know she had to pay them so she had to dig into her own savings she saved up at least $50,000 she had to dig into her own savings that she's worked for her entire life to pay the her workers because they were upset at her all this shit because Billy just wanted to run schemes on motherfuckers. Now I know people wanted to. Again, I, I understand the humor and laughing at rich white people getting scammed. I'm just going to keep it real, like I always do. I understand the humor in that, especially. When you have rich white people getting scammed because they're doing shit like flaunting their wealth in your face. That's what Fire Festival was about. It's about, it was about paying <clears throat> so much money to get on this private island owned by. Pablo Escobar flaunt that you got the money take pictures on the gram on social media post it let people know I'm living better than you I'm doing better than you you know millennial shit but the the, the, the crazy thing is Billy wanted to expose millennials and I'm guessing he's one himself I'm not i they did say how old he was, but I forget how old he was in the film. Um, but within his greed, well, within his way of trying to expose the mindset of millennials, he kind of exposed himself as well. He kind of fell on his own sword um, because this man wanted to document everything. You know, the various clips in the in the documentary at least again went on Netflix I don't know what went down on Hulu but the one on Netflix 
all those clips couldn't have been presented had it not been Billy contacting people and say, hey, bring your camera crew. Do this. Record this. Record that. Ja Rule being another fucking idiot who was all on par with the scams, the plannings. <laughs> this is why this nigga need to be locked up. Is he not being investigated? I don't know what's up. This is a rare ass occasion of a black man actually being in a better place than a white man in the judicial system. Wow. Don't get your foot up your butt, people. Alright, racist motherfuckers. Don't think, well, Daru is not locked up, so you can't say the Justice System is racist. Billy is the one locked up. Nah, nigga, don't get, don't try to OJ the, the, the situation like y'all did with OJ. Don't try to say OJ got away with murder, so black folks, it, 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 and OJ's black, so black folks can't say the system is fucked up and it's, and it's racist and stuff. Nah, nah, don't try. Don't try to use OJ, don't try to use Ja Rule. Two nasty ass examples, but... Don't try to use them dudes to, to to argue that how just in your mind the judicial system is. Nah, it ain't going down like that, bud. But anyways, um, your man Jaw, yeah, your man, your man Jaw is on on a speakerphone on a conference call on camera talking about some. Yo, we gotta come up. We gotta find a way to, to fix this shit. You know, it's not it's not a scam. It's false advertisement. It's murder. <laughs> he didn't say that last part, but <laughs> for, for real, your man was on there talking about some. We gotta find a way to hide the truth from people. And then this nigga gonna get on Twitter and talk about y'all don't know what y'all talking about. We saw the documentary, you fucking pinheaded idiot. God, like we saw the shit, dude. We saw, we heard your voice all day in the intercom. We saw you on the camera, and I thought, and I don't th- know if anybody else caught this. I caught this, and I, the moment he said this, I was like, maybe it's just me because I'm, I, I, I listen to words. I, I, I pay attention to what people say. And words mean a lot to me, right? Words mean a lot to me. So, Ja Rule, one of the first lines, if not the first lines Ja Rule has ever said in this documentary was uh, when he was introducing uh, a crowd to Billy McFarlane. Uh, well, uh, uh, Billy McFarlane to a crowd. And he says, and I quote, This is my partner in crime, Billy Farley. My partner in crime. Now, I know people like to throw that saying around. I remember in middle school, shout out to Hector Flores. If you're listening, I doubt it. But Hector Flores, that's one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. But we used to get (laughs) it. We, we, well, we didn't get into some shit because we never got caught, but we used to, we used to do some wild shit in middle school. So we used to throw around a partner in crime, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying to one another all the time. And one of the teachers caught on 
didn't say nothing, but you know, didn't rat us out, but started calling us that as well. Oh, where's your partner in crime, Hector? Or would say the same thing to Hector. Where's your partner in crime, Ernest? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we weren't always together. We didn't have the same classes. That's the thing. That's how we got away with a lot. It's cause we didn't have the same classes, but we was cool. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't have the same classes. So whatever shit went down, it was like, well, it couldn't have happened. Ernest was in this class at this time. Well, it couldn't have happened. Hector was in this class at this time. You know what I'm saying? Or Ernest was at lunch and Hector was uh, during recess. Or Hector was at recess, Ernest was at lunch. Or whatever we were doing at the time. But, you know, (laughs) we were partners in crimes. I'm just going to say that. Shout out to Hector Flores, man. Miss you, my bro. But um, anyways, I know that saying gets thrown around a lot. But Billy McFarlane being the evil genius that he is, I do not put it beside him that he took that line, partner in crime, and he did not seriously run with it. Ja Rule is my partner in crime. I am Ja Rule's partner in crime. Once again, people, if you think I'm lying, if you think I'm making this up, go right ahead and watch the documentary. If it's not the first lines of Ja Rule uh, that he is said, uh, that, that he says in the documentary, it's one of the first times you actually hear him speak. Because before then, all you just saw was him and Billy together. Or just Ja Rule in general. You didn't he actually see him at during the meetings or during the whatever is in speaking up until this line. And then you see Ja Rule sporadically throughout the uh, documentary. And of course the time when he's on the conference call saying we got to figure this shit out. And then people are saying to him, yo, this is fucking because this is this is around the time where more employees started to do what Frank did. They started to question. They started to voice their concerns. And Jaw was the Jaw's response to someone saying, you know, this is fraud. <laughs> he was like, this isn't fraud. It's false advertisement. Right. This isn't murder. This is just putting people's bank accounts to rest, <laughs> you know, <laughs> permanently. <laughs> oh, man. You know, uh, yeah, overall, uh, do I have anything else to say? Because I do have to get ready for work uh, pretty soon. But overall... I think it was a good documentary. And at, oh, like like I was saying, now let me bring up the people of the Bahamas real quick. Um, all black people, by the way. It was really fucked up what happened to them. Those are the people I feel most bad for. Not because they're black, or just because they're black, uh, but because they had their homes, their life was a lot of those workers their lives was could have been drastically changed because if the fire festival actually did occur you know a lot of them could have been 
you know, uh, uh, gotten so much money and so much opportunity for what they did at the fire festival. Uh, the cooks could have gotten so much exposure because you know, the white folks is going to love eating up all that ethnic black food. And I'm pretty sure it was going to be the bomb B too bad. There was no fest to happen too bad that all the cooks slaved. Yes. Slaved over hot stoves, pans, pots, all that cooking material just for it to not happen. They were slaves. Slaves. Before anybody hits me up, it was a choice. They could have declined the offer. They were slaves. Yeah, they could have declined the offer to for this opportunity that was presented to them that looked like a promise but they've they signed up for it thinking hey they were going to get paid and B because it was a good opportunity for them to help better the situations that they are in Like I said, was saying um, with the uh, last segment, situations like this, and I know for a fact now I'm not the richest motherfucker in the world. I'm not even rich, but I know financially I'm still doing better than a lot of people in this country and out of this country, but especially out of this country. But I wish I had a lot more money because I'd simply just go out and help those people with that money. These are hard working people who gave their time and their effort and were just as much as part of the creation of the well, not the facade of it, because that's Billy and Jaw and them. But if this fire fest was actually going to happen, they're just as important as the sound guys, the technicians, the camera crews, the fine ass skinny white models. They're, these people are just as important as everybody else that had something to do with the promotion of this festival, with the creation of this festival. They are the real pioneers of the festival. Not 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 Billy McFarlane and not Ja Rule. Those are the pioneers and, and Billy's weird old friends, right? Those are the pioneers of the scam. Billy Jaw and Billy's weird old friends. But it's crazy because it seems like Billy still doesn't from the last moments of the documentary. It seems like Billy still doesn't get it. He does not get it at all. Ja Rule is doing trying to do damage control. I don't know what Billy's weirdo friends are doing. Or hopefully they're being locked up, especially the one that was sending the scam emails to people. Um, but hopefully they locked up but it seems like Billy still does not get it 
at all. He's still trying to scheme and 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 and, and get in some type of scams, trying to get money out of motherfuckers. He called one of the uh, workers. I forget that this guy was all over the documentary. Uh, the brother with the braids, right? Uh, I think he was part of the cruise ship uh, workers. I'm not sure. But in the middle of that dude recording, and I don't know how true it is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these documentaries will put in some fake shit to over to dramatize, um, you know, dramatize the documentary. So I get it. But he called like this is they're doing this documentary while Billy's locked up. Billy calls the dude <clears throat> while the dude is in the middle of filming the documentary. Now the dude says, and again, spoiler alert, but the dude says, I'm in front of the camera right now. He didn't say what he was doing, why he was in front of the camera. You know, they're doing a documentary about you, Billy, or some shit like that. Or at least I didn't catch that part if he didn't, if he did say that to Billy. Um, but I'm sitting there thinking, okay, Billy's locked up now during the during the uh, creation of this documentary while it's going down. Billy is locked up now. He's still locked up now, um, to my knowledge, at least. He calls this dude who he scams because the dude didn't get paid either. Dude was one of the many people that was scammed. He calls a dude that was scammed and he still acts as as if they're friends or he he values the guy right but then the guy answers back and says hey friend or whatever and the guy has a smile on his face it made the guy made it seem like he was kind of in a weird way genuinely happy to still hear from billy while billy is locked up again i don't have any i don't have any personal relationship with billy mcfarland he didn't run his little, uh, I'm, I'm your friend, I'm your ally tricks on me. So maybe all, uh, there's a bunch of people, uh, who are still under the Billy McFarlane spell and they know they got scammed by him. They know they got used by him, but they still consider him a good man. They still consider him a friend for some reason. Because a lot of how Billy got over on a lot of people, well, everybody is, he was good at making you think that he was your friend. That you were, and I'm not saying you were important as in, as if you're not important, but you were important to the point where he needed you. Once again, we all want to be, we all want to feel important. When we're at work, we all want to feel like we are being valued, you know, but again, nobody asked, cool, Billy, you feel this way about, you feel like I'm valued, you feel like I'm important and you feel like we're friends, right? Well, friends are transparent with one another. So could you be transparent with me, friend? What happened to Frank? 
why all of a sudden Frank works here and now all of a sudden he doesn't? You know? Now, Billy, as my friend, in quotation marks, will probably give me the BS Billy answer that he could think of because he's an evil genius like that. But it wouldn't have been the truth. But I just think it was weird. And that's one of my final takeaways of this is I feel as though that uh, not everybody, because there's a lot of people in that documentary that made it clear. Fuck Billy. <laughs> Big Farley. Yeah, <laughs> That motherfucker should be in jail right now. One of the dudes with real talk was like, he should be in jail. I'm surprised nobody said maybe they didn't want to incriminate themselves. Nobody said, if I see Billy, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hurt him. If I ever see Billy, no one said that, but a number of people made it clear. Yeah, I ain't, Billy ain't my man's no more, or I don't, I don't mess with Billy. No, they made it clear, but this guy in particular, uh, again, black dude, uh, he was more, it seemed as though he was like, Hey friend. And it, it kind of seemed again, maybe I'm tripping, but it, in a weird way, it kind of seemed like he missed talking to Billy or getting or just being in contact with Billy. So that phone call he got from Billy was was kind of a, you know, hey, long time no speak type of thing. But at the same time, you could tell he felt awkward because it was like, oh, I'm in the middle of talking about you and spreading our business, uh, you know, for this documentary exposing you <laughs> while you just call me out of nowhere and while you're locked up in prison because of the scam you ran and uh, the other scams you was running to but the scam you ran because the scam that you ran that is being exposed in this documentary that I am in that I am talking about you to everybody well to the camera folks and to the people who are producing this doc but everybody who watches this documentary is going to see not only (laughs) everyone in this documentary is going to see this you know it was like that but overall good documentary Uh, I wish I can do something for the Bahama folks who were screwed out of it. I do want the the models that everybody else to get what they deserve. Uh, meaning if they were screwed out of pay as well, I want them to get what they deserve because again, not everybody who was used knew what was going down. They were just as used as the cooks. They were just as used as the, you know, uh, marketing team, the 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 producers and all that other crap. Right. Everybody was being used. Even when Ja Rule was on the phone trying to get people to clean up the mess, the cleanup crew was being used. You know, they was being used to hide a lie will hide the truth about them being used yeah 
Anyways, it's been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Timestamps will be in the description box below. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoy recording it, but I got to go. So until next time, until next episode, stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. Liam. <laughs> and I'm out. Peace.